All right, I'm John. I'm a heroin addict. It's my birthday, so you have to listen to me for a couple of minutes. Um, uh, it's not much different from these two guys' story at all. Uh, again, you know, like Steve said, HA has been my home from day one. Eric has seen me come in, uh, you know, while I was still in treatment. Um, you know, I picked up my first DUI at 21 with alcohol. All that was was a confirmation of all the things that I thought about myself. I thought that uh, I was supposed to have life figured out. I thought um, I was supposed to have the job, you know, the, the house, the girl, the car. I was supposed to have everything figured out by 21. When I totaled that truck head on into a tree, that was confirmation that I was a fuck up, that I knew nothing and that I was going nowhere in life. And so for me, it made sense to, you know, continue pursuing that there's that pill that I've taken a couple of times. that makes me feel awesome. Broke my collarbone. They gave me that pill and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, this is where it's at. And, um, you know, I fell in love with opiates. Oxycontin was my first love. Um, I love piling that shit up my nose. And, um, you know, eventually that sh it, it disappeared. Um, and while I was pursuing that, I, I ran my life from the ground. I picked up my second DUI. Um, I stole from work. I got fired. I picked up DUI number two. Um, I burned every relationship in my life to the ground. Uh, I stole from everybody that I love. I, I, I did everything that I swore I wouldn't do. That's where drugs take me. Um, that's where opiates take me because I'll do everything in my power and then some to, you know, um, it's not, it's like Eric said, it's not even getting high. I need it to just get by. And, um, you know, I was definitely a fan of, uh, definitely a fan of my combinations. And, uh, you know, I love speed balls too. Um, so fast forward after I burned my life to the ground um, more than once in 2016, what brought me into treatment was uh, I was in four car accidents. I totaled three cars and I picked up DUIs number three and four within a six month period. Um, and I remember the second time I got out of jail, I picked up those two DUIs within like a month and a half of each other. And I remember getting out of jail and uh, I had to go home and I had to face my mom again. And, she, and she's brokenhearted one more time. And she tells me, you know, obviously you don't, you don't hate going to jail that much because you keep going back. And, and, you know, that crushed me, but that was still wasn't enough. You know, I, I still, I still went and got drugs while I, you know, kicked dope on her living room floor. And, uh, but what that did do is that got me desperate, desperate enough to reach out for help. And, um, you know, regardless of those, what that help looked like, um, it got me into a treatment center who introduced me to meetings. Um, and the meetings had a solution. What I identified with was all those feelings that I talked about at the beginning. I hated myself. I hated who I saw in the mirror. Um, life was miserable. And the, the, the shit that goes on in my head is fucking dark. It's loud. And it never fucking stops. The only time it shuts off is when I put something into my body. And even then, it, I was to the point to where even that wasn't doing it. You know, sitting there high, still ready to kill myself because I was still beating the shit out of myself about what, you know, a piece of shit that I was. I turned into everything that I swore I would never be in life. And that's where I was. Um, so I got here and, you know, they started talking about steps and a book and, you know, uh, doing this thing. Well, um, you guys started talking about how you felt and, and I, that's, I identify with that. But you had a smile on your face and you seemed happy. You know, you had some things in life and I had no idea how the fuck to do that. I had no idea how to get there. Uh, so I just, um, I, I got uncomfortable and I got awkward and I asked some dude that I saw at, at the majority of the meetings that I went to, to be my sponsor. Um, all it was, that guy had six more months than I did. 
uh, he had six months when I asked him to be my sponsor and he took me through the steps. Um, I, I approached those steps as, um, you know, kind of like Eric said, I'm going to do this to prove you wrong because this is a cult and you guys are fucking weird. Um, you hold hands and hug and shit. It's, it's, it's awkward. So um, I was going to, you know, I was going to go through these steps and then I was going to shoot dope and I was going to call you all clowns. And then I was going to continue on my merry way doing drugs, you know, a successful drug addict. Well, um, in that, in that process, um, I started learning some things and things started happening in my life that I couldn't explain. And so that's when I kind of got on board with like, Hey, maybe I don't want to show, maybe I don't have to go out and fix everything. And, uh, so I just continued and, and, and I walked through this process. I walked through these steps. Um, all it did was lead me to a relationship with something great in myself that's been within me this whole time. I just have no idea how to tap into that. Um, Oh, you know, I was not successful my first time. I, I, I'd relapsed a couple times now. Um, I've gone to jail in sobriety. I've had to turn myself in. Uh, my dad died in July. I had my hip replaced last year um, with IV dilated. I walked through a lot of family death in sobriety. And, and like the craziest thing about it is when I relapsed, it was just on a random fucking day. You know, the, these were events that, that gave me every reason in the world to go out and get loaded, but that's not when I, that's not when I get high. I get high when it's just a run of the mill Tuesday. There's nothing wrong. It's just a thought, boom, I'm gone. And, and 10 times out of 10, it's simply because I'm not doing a couple simple things that I'm asked to do in this program. Um, while dealing with all that life that happens in life, uh, being, you know, I, I can speak for myself, but I'm super sensitive and uh, I don't do emotions. Well, when emotions come up, you know, I want to fucking run, hide. I, I don't want to leave my bed. I don't want to face that shit. I don't want to address it. Um, but that's life. You know, um, if I, I can change my perspective on that now and I get to experience those things, that's what I numbed out for the longest time. Uh, and, and the biggest you know, the biggest takeaway that, that this program, I mean, really has given me is, you know, kind of like Steven said, is it's the people in this room, in these rooms that, that showed up when I was going through these times in my life that I didn't think that I'd be able to get through. Um, I had to get to Long Beach, you know, at 9 a.m. on every Saturday for 30 fucking months for my DUI class. It wasn't my family who was picking me up from San Clemente and taking me to Long Beach on their Saturday morning at nine o'clock. It was somebody in the program who knew the struggle, somebody who'd been there, somebody who was told, look, you know, your shit doesn't matter. Worry about somebody else. And this crazy thing happens and your life gets better. And, and that was my experience as well. And all these people were, were willing to do all this shit for me. And, and the world where I come from, if you're trying to do something for me, you want something. You got an angle. You're working me for something. And, and I, don't, I don't have to live with that, that constant, you know, paranoia anymore. These people that are in my life, they show up, they have pure, they have pure intentions and they want nothing but to see me happy and succeed. Um, in this process, you know, I, I had to train myself to move my feet more than I move my lips. And, uh, you know, I'm not the best at that all the time, you know? I have good days, I have bad days. But I know that there's a solution to my problem every single day regardless of what it is. 
Um, and sometimes it, sometimes it just looks a little bit different, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing. Um, it, it shows up in different forms. But what I can say is, you know, I don't have everything in the world. I don't have everything that I want, but everything I have right now, I have everything that I need. I spent a year and a half in sobriety working a job, not making a damn, not making a fucking dollar. And I never went without a meal. I never went without a roof over my head and I never went without gas in my car. My bills were paid and I was able to go back and forth to work because I was surrounded by people that who that supported me and believed in me and thought that I could take this thing, that I could I could do something with this job. This was an opportunity for John to do something good for himself. So don't worry about it. We got you. That's a foreign concept for me from where I come from. Um, you know, life today just looks like I have my family, which is the most important thing in the world. Um, I was because of this program, I worked these steps and I got to, uh, I actually made amends with my father like three months before he died. And I was at this place where when he passed, like, I don't know, I'd never been like, okay. Like I was at, there was a sense of peace that came with it. Don't get me wrong. Like it still hurts. It still sucks. But I was at this place to where like I had said my piece and he'd said his and he, he had finally accepted me for like who I was and and fuck ups and all you know it was finally that 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 thing that I'd been running this and seeking my whole life was just I'm proud of you I'm proud of you as a grown man and an adult as as my son I'm proud of you and, and he said that and he meant every word of it and that's not because of me that's not because I did anything it's because he saw something different in his son's eyes when uh than he did a couple years ago when you know he was nodded out in his bedroom 24 hours a day. Um, and those are the things that are more important, that are most important to me, you know, uh, the, the relationships, the family that I have back in my life, the people that I have in my life, um, opportunities for that, that, um, you know, all those uh, possessions and things like that on the outside, those are going to come, they're going to come and go. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I look in the mirror, I don't completely hate myself. You know, I don't want to kill myself every single day. I don't wake up every single day thinking, fuck. There are days, don't get me wrong, definitely days. Um, but, you know, those, those days get, those days start to become fewer and fewer and fewer. And um, some days, <laughs> my best is literally sitting on the couch and just, and not getting high. Some days, that's, that's what it takes. Other days, it doesn't matter. I walk, I can walk into a trap house to, you know, help somebody out. But I'm, I'm told that I'm immune to everything if I can if I can consistently do a couple of things right on a daily basis. Um, and it all takes practice, nothing happens overnight. Uh, and you know, you gotta get started sometime. Uh, I was sitting in a 12 step, a 12 step fellowship and I was sitting here and I wasn't doing the steps and, and it was brought to my attention like, so what are you doing here? Why are you wasting your time? If you're here seeking a solution, they're talking about the solution but you're not going after the solution. Why are you here? And so, I got involved and what that did was they sucked me into a fellowship that forced me to get involved. They, uh, you know, they kind of pushed me into taking these commitments. And, and I can tell you right now that uh, these commitments have saved my life at times because uh, I start to, I have this disease that starts to tell me that, no, don't worry, John, you got it. You don't need that shit. You don't need to go there. They're fucking weird anyways. They don't like you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I made the commitment to show up and be here, I show up and I'd be here. And, uh, you know, today my shit doesn't matter as much as uh, the next struggling person because 
they were there to help me and just like the people there before them were there to help them and that's all this is it's as simple as monkey see monkey do it's uh it's not as complicated as we make it we would we blow shit way out of proportion so um if you see somebody or something that uh somebody has and they have what you want it's as simple as just saying hey i need help we've all been there nobody's better than anybody else i got that mentality I had that mentality when I had 18 months once. I did heroin. That ego came back and I got high. I don't have shit. I'm no better than anybody. I'm no less than nobody either. I'm all here. We're all here on the equal playing field. We all here want to help. Um, this is the solution here. If uh, you have any questions, you know, I'd be more than happy to help. Give my number. Um, if you're looking for a sponsor, you can also talk to me after the meeting. But I'm John. I'm a heroin addict. I appreciate you guys listening to my bullshit. Thank <laughs> you.